In this week's episode of Farmers Inside Track, we're connecting with Debojo Tsebetsi, owner and founder of Potebo Wines in Jakobstal in the Free State. In our Health Squared Agri update, agricultural economist Dr. Kurbis Lopesha and Marcia LaRue, the sales executive at Agility Agri, unpacks how agility can help to contribute to the well-being of your employees through the Health Squared medical scheme. Award-winning cookbook author Nina Tim shares her secret to a perfect home-cooked Mzanzi meal. You'll also be empowered with a top tip from nutritionist Andrea Duplessis. And on top of our reading list this week, we'll highlight a book titled The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. The author defines a startup as an organization dedicated to creating something new under conditions of extreme uncertainty. And our weekly AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the market with agri-economist Dr. Johnny van der Merwe is a must for any agripreneur. He highlights the latest price movements and expectations for the coming week. This is Farmers Inside Track, supported by Food from Zanzi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. Hey Mzanzi, welcome to episode 56 of Food for Mzanzi's weekly podcast called Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host Dawn Numdu and you're listening to South Africa's leading farmers podcast. I can't believe this is our last podcast for 2020. It's been such an honor to showcase all the amazing stories on this platform weekly. And I'm Duncan Masua. What an amazing year it has been, Dawn. But let's kick off this show by introducing our listeners to yet another agricultural mover and shaker, Tebojo Titeba. He's the owner and founder of Putebo Wines in Jakobsdal in the Free State. Tebojo, it's been almost six years since you produced your first wine harvest and launched your self-funded label. How has your business grown since then? Yes, six years ago, we launched our own self-funded wine label. Our label has grown into a brand and a very good brand and it has grown and it is growing steadily step by step. We are getting there to reach our ultimate goal of producing or rather selling 24,000 bottles annually. We have established footsteps in Devon now and we have a distributor in Joburg. We're watching closely what will happen in Devon and we're looking forward to the brand growing and being known locally and globally. I've heard from the industry that, you know, penetrating the wine industry is quite a hard thing to do. Can you tell our listeners, you know, what were some of the greatest challenges you experienced when you started your wine business? I think and I believe that the greatest challenge one experiences is um, access to markets. I think access to markets are the greatest challenge. For one, it doesn't matter irrespective of who you are, whether you are funded or whether you are self-funded. What is important is to have a market that can believe in your brand. So for me, I think my challenge has been access to the formal market, which is retailing. But through word of mouth, online selling, exhibitions, trade missions, the brand managed to grow and I was able to access individual markets. And ultimately, I think we will overcome the challenge of accessing the retail market where we will know that we have our brand in one retail store. 
we're working on it, but we will get there as time goes on. I think one must not put a lot of pressure on oneself. It's to take things one step at a time, and then one will achieve those goals and the objectives that has been set at the end of the day. Who do you supply your wines to currently? You know, have you formed any partnerships you know, with restaurants or companies in the country to distribute your wine or to market your wine outside your province? Currently, I supply my wines to individuals, like I said, who know about the brand. But right now, we are formalizing an agreement with the soon to open restaurant in Vilakazi Street, which is black woman-owned restaurant wine joint. It's called 1947 on Vilakazi Street. So once we formalized one agreement and formalized one market with one restaurant, I think the rest will follow. So that is where we are at the moment. Any advice you have for young people who want to become wine farmers themselves one day? The advice that I can give to young people who want to become wine farmers is that it needs dedication, it needs passion, and it's hard work. It's not easy. It's very difficult. That was Tebo Khoditseba, owner and founder of Botebo Wines in Jakobsal in the Free State. Also great to have our colleagues in Esipo Tom joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. Coming up shortly, the latest movements in the fresh produce markets. But first, agricultural economist Dr. Kribis Lopesher and Marsha LaRue, sales executive at Agility Agri, unpacks how agility can help to contribute to the well-being of your employees through the Health Squared Medical Scheme. I'm joined today by Dr. Kribis Lopesher. He's an agricultural economist and independent consultant for Agility Agri. And also joining me is Marsha LaRue, sales executive at Agility Channel. Now, over the past few weeks, we've given you lots of information, lots to think about, lots to reflect on. And for you to be able to think about your future, the future of the employees on your farm, but also just broadly in terms of your overall health and wellness and just productivity on your farm. Today, we are back on it. And today we're speaking specifically about the Health Squared Medical Scheme. But it's not just about that. We want to also focus on what makes farms different. Is it different? How do they operate and what should they consider? Um, Dr. Loksha, I think I'd like to start with you. If you could maybe give us an overall understanding of when you consider a medical scheme, what must you look at if you're on a farm? How is it different from day-to-day city life when you're considering this, this specific option? I think it's common knowledge that in South Africa, there's a differentiate between what we call medical insurance and then membership of medical schemes. They are ruled by different entities in terms of the law. But basically, it boils down to a form of insurance. I mean, you, that's a way you mitigate risk. So up to now, we live under the fallacy that you do not provide for that kind of insurance for normal farm employees because they are supposed to get so-called free medical care through the government structures. Now, it's common knowledge that that's not satisfactory anymore. I mean, for a lot of reasons. I don't think we have to discuss it today. But it doesn't take away the need for that. So what happens now is we need to consider risk mitigation, and then we have to choose between the two kinds of insurances. So what we want to promote, there shouldn't be any difference between what a guy of an employer can enjoy in urban areas versus what they can be entitled to in rural areas. That's what we want to say. There shouldn't be any difference. 
it's also not true to say that you know, farm laborers as low-income earners, there's no place for them to be insured. And that's also not true. So I think that with HealthSquare, they've got a wide variety of very competitive products that cater for the whole spectrum of what is needed. And also, what is wrong with a farmer concerning subsidizing insurance, as we see in, in urban areas and stuff like that? So these are the new normal. Looking different, treating the products, treating your people differently. I would say that's a different level of peace of mind that need serious consideration. And I think Marcia is best equipped to, to take us through that. I want to listen to her myself because every time I listen to her, it's also a learning curve for myself. Marcia, maybe you can tell us specifically about the health care medical scheme. What are some of the benefits of future-focused farmers that they should be aware of? A very important, Dawn, is that Agility Agri offers the industry's most advanced and flexible solution to manage human capital risk effectively. And it allows definitely for proper integration of products and services, measurable and tangible return on investment, fully personalized services that I think is very important as we saw that every farm is very different. And also then to, to enhance that with a tailor-made solution and then an end-to-end product and service offering to the farmers specifically in, in conjunction what their needs would be. And this definitely provides an outcome of a healthier, more effective and more loyal workforce, improved industrial relations with your staff base, reduced absenteeism and definitely an increase in productivity. Dr. Lopesha, would you maybe like to focus on some of the benefits in terms of the long run and why this is so important? It's about mitigating risk. So once you become a member of the program, then remember now migration from a farm with healthcare or membership of the members of a medical scheme makes you eligible to join any other employer and that also provides different career perspectives. But the same apply now if you want to reverse the movement from rural to urbanization. So this guy is less in town or whatever he is, member of a medical aid, he now can get the same thing living on a farm. So that's number one. But very importantly is medical aid membership is not just once off. If you link that to what Agility Agri provides, it's a long-term solution-driven arrangement, meaning that, yes, we look after the health when you need medical services, ensuring that you get the best that's available and affordable at the specific level. You're not excluded of that. That means, for instance, an employee can go to a local doctor. Now, what has not been said is, remember now the rural areas also are, doctors are leaving the rural areas because, you know, many people will go into town or urban areas for, for treatment and stuff like that. We need also to reverse that. And all of a sudden, a local doctor can then start treating people. We want to reverse the whole stream of service providers moving into urban areas. So that's one thing that we can do. But again, it's the arrangement through insurance. The basic principle of a medical in scheme work that way, you share your risk amongst a lot of other people. So the point I want to make is, yes, we will invest in the well-being of an employee and that brings a long-term beneficiation for the individual and for the employer and obviously for the business he's involved in. I think that's the bottom line. I think the point that you made about people moving back to rural communities and not away from it. That's quite vital in terms of building that local community. Marcia, maybe you can speak specifically about the product range. What should farmers know and consider if they want to 
bring aboard a medical scheme for his employees on the farm. Yes, and I think talking about the trend that we're seeing with going back to the rural area, it definitely shows that there's a great need for tailored healthcare to fit within the region. And in order for the employer and employee to regain control and customize cover to suit their financial and lifestyle needs. We've also seen when we think of options, and I think it's very important when we look at what type of options does HealthSquared offer and Agility Agri, it's important to know what the trends also have been in the industry. And we've seen that downgrades are also a definite industry trend. And most of all, the need for true quantifiable value when it comes to making these decisions. In saying that HealthSquared has a variety of options purposely designed for the agricultural sector. So we can look at uniquely combining a savings option with a traditional benefit that we have. We offer single fully coordinated services that eliminates multiple contact points. As I mentioned also before, very important that we are able to cover all income levels by one scheme. And on top of that, provide them with a free rewards program for all the stock and also our free employee well-being program that we offer to our employers. And with our integrated solutions across the agility platform, such as Gap and Copay, which means Agility Agri manages your full employee benefit and well-being portfolio. So this will definitely at the end of the day mean that you have no duplication across your integrated services and benefits, there's definitely a reduced cost with on-site and personalized services that will be available and also discounted offerings for silver or gold employer groups. So very important we talk about HealthSquared and the different options that we have, but looking at an integrated solution is definitely the way forward to make sure that you are fully covered and have all aspects when it comes to health key cover, being it a medical aid product or a medical insurance product, that you have a 360 degree cover, if I may call it that. We are using, you know, in, in our part of, the, of South Africa, or everybody must belong to a medical aid, or you must prove a membership. Now, what happened is, you know, that we have incidents of that where the whole entity decide on having medical cover. And that's very important. You know, that, so what I'm saying is that now the farmer and his employees belong to the same medical aid and they can buy up as their income provided. And that is important. So the solution is not discriminating, it's inclusive. And that's a different style of approaching this problem because we need more members of medical aid. You can say, what about national insurance? But that's still far down the line, you know. But up until then is what we need, and that collective then you know provides that distribution that, money. That's really important that we stress that specific point. Not to discriminate, but to be, be inclusive. I love that. Thank you. Very, very welcome to Lopsha specific medical scheme. Maybe Marsha, you can tell us a bit about that and how important is that in terms of long-term benefits as well. Absolutely. And I think we can all agree that. We're all looking for saving money somewhere. I think it also becomes a bigger concern as an employer. So talking from a savings perspective and how we can create an integrated solution for these farmers and their employees, depending on the selection that they take, 
based on the income levels where the staff are based at and also the products they take, there is the significant savings that we will be able to demonstrate to them through means of a quotation. To name these type of products that they can choose from, it really gives you a comprehensive range of products and services that range from our 10 medical scheme options that are ideally positioned across all income levels. We also have the option of a six gap and co products, which is suitable for an individual, but also structured to suit an employer group. We've got three primary healthcare solutions as well, which is ideal for lower income staff. So when one is not able to look at that medical aid scheme, at least there is definitely a second option, which also gives you access to that private healthcare facility. We also have a health card savings vehicle where you can build your own healthcare savings solution, which works very well as well, where you can have control over your money and give a monthly contribution that is suited to your pocket. And then also design your own employee well-being program, where we discussed it last week as well, where the employer is able to choose only what they need from the benefits that we have when it comes to employee well-being, being at absenteeism management, HIV or VCT campaigns, just to name a few of the big range of employee well-being benefits that we do offer. We also have seven retirement funding investment portfolios that an employer can look at from the savings that which we have provided them with. This gives us opportunity to perhaps put it in a group risk benefit that we can assist with in that type of sense. And then also a great benefit that we have two rewards programs of which one is absolutely free to the employees and where they can enjoy great discounts at retailers and franchises that are very well known in South Africa. And then also having the complementary EWP core program, which has become fundamental in the workplace. So savings, definitely, I think it is really assessing what the need is and then demonstrating through this where a saving can happen and how you can actually invest that saving to further look after your employees. Today we're unpacking the Health Squared and Agility AgriWay Health Squared Medical Scheme and with me is Dr. Corbus Lopesha, agricultural economist and independent consultant for Agility Agri, as well as Marshall LaRue, sales executive at Agility Channel. I want to thank you once again for joining us, and I'm looking forward to our next discussion. And everything of the best with the work that you're doing. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Corbus Lopesha, agricultural economist, and Marshall LaRue, sales executive at Agility Agri. Wow, Mom, why did you put on this chicken? Well, I was trying a new recipe using grain-filled chickens. Oh, Mom, this is amazing. You can't go wrong with 100% South African farm-quality chicken. With a range of fresh, frozen, and marinated products, make grain-filled chickens your number one choice. Grain-filled chickens from the farms of the Free State. Need we say more? If you want quality, ask for grain-filled chickens at a leading store. Grain-filled chickens, bring home the taste. Visit grainfieldchickens.co.za.
From farm to fork, right here on Farmer's Inside Track, we now check in with award-winning cookbook author Nina Tim, who shares her secret to a perfect home-cooked Mzanzi meal. And it's a simple one, love. But you'll also be empowered with a top tip from our nutritionist, Andrea Duplessis. Easy one, the secret ingredient is always love. Because if you can't put your heart into your food, then you should not be serving it. My philosophy is always, if you're angry, we eat out. Today, the discussion about nutrition and health is centered around love and the ingredients we love. And for summer, the one that springs to mind is watermelon. Watermelon is obviously something that is eaten fresh and raw, and that really encourages good nutrition. Watermelon is more versatile than you think. Many of us think of it as something a family feasts on, on a hot summer's day, but it is quite versatile and can be used in salads especially over the festive season time. So the ideal combination of ingredients from a health perspective and definitely from a flavors perspective is watermelon, feta cheese and chopped fresh mint leaves. So the nutritional combination there is really interesting because watermelon is packed with water soluble nutrients, but also a nutrient called lycopene, which is one of those antioxidant nutrients that protect our bodies against damage from external factors like pollution, aging, etc. The feta cheese, which you can crumble onto sliced watermelon pieces, is packed with protein and calcium, and mint leaves obviously add lots of flavor. So all you need is a few fresh mint leaves chopped, which you sprinkle over the slices of watermelon sprinkled with crumbled feta cheese. What a wonderful fresh salad. And I just love the way that that reduces the amount of unwanted carbohydrates and unwanted extra calories in a festive season meal. Enjoy. Thanks for joining us, Nina Tim and Andrea Duplessis. For more great, proudly South African recipes and, of course, even more daily inspirational stories about the farmers and agriculturalists to go above and beyond to feed South Africa, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at foodformzanzi and use the hashtag FarmersInsideTrack. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story. On top of our reading list this week is a book titled The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. The author defines a startup as an organization dedicated to creating something new under conditions of extreme uncertainty. In a YouTube video, Eric Ries talks about why he decided to write this book. It is amazing when you really think about, all right, what do I want to learn? Classic thing to learn is, will customers sign up for my product at all. If it was already built, if I already had it perfect, you know, would they want to buy it for me? Well, easiest way to do that test is to put up a single one-page landing page where we describe what the product is, that we pretend we're, we've already built it, and simply say, would you like to pre-order this product right now? In most cases, when I've done that test, I didn't even have to make page two where I apologize that the product doesn't exist because mm-hmm. nobody even wants it. It's also possible to build a much less functional prototype 
than you would normally think about an engineer building. The key is to try to simulate as much of the experience for customers as possible. So uh, there's a very famous company called Dropbox that today is one of Silicon Valley's hottest companies. They had this very complicated technology for file sharing that they were trying to build. And the whole idea was it would give you this magical experience that just worked across all your computers, magic synchronization. And the way they built their MVP was not with an ounce of technology. They just made a video, a video of this kind of prototype that they had done built on their computer that made it look like it would work like magic. But the video showed you what the experience would be. And then they used the video to get people, again, to sign up, to pre-order, to commit, to be part of their community. Mm -hmm. And that was enough without any technology to show them they were on the right track. Sounds like a must read, especially over the holiday season. Remember to email your book suggestions to info at foodformzanzi.co.za. That's info at foodformzanzi.co.za. And from our book of the week to this week's AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Markets, here's Dr. Johnny van der Merwe, Agricultural Economist at the Northwest University. Thank you very much, Don and Duncan. As mentioned, I'm Dr. Johnny van der Merwe, and welcome to the last Fresh Market Overview of the Year, made possible by Standard Bank. The rand strengthened to 15 rand 9 cents per US dollar, which also put pressure on grain prices the past week. The latest Brent oil price remains in its upward trend since the start of November, with the latest price at $50.30 per barrel. Keep in mind that if this trend continues in 2021, it could force inflation and interest rates upwards again. But with that said, Let's go and see what happened to the latest vegetable prices the past week. Last week, the potato price traded 6% lower on 51 rand 96 per 10 kilogram back, with higher volumes entering into the market as many production areas are in play at the moment. High volumes may keep these prices lower, although higher demand is expected on the markets. The tomato price increased by 51% week on week to 7 rand 25. This price is very volatile at the moment due to fluctuating volumes and can remain volatile due to high rainfall expectations. High demand can support prices over the festive season, but volume remains the driving factor in this market. The carrot price decreased last week to 2 rand 87 per kilogram and we are expecting higher demand towards the weekend to support this price. The onion price decreased by 1% to 3.71 per kilogram. Many production areas are currently in play, resulting in higher volumes and pressure on this price. Other vegetable prices traded as follows. Cabbages on 1.84, garlic on 31.91, spinach on 2.35, sweet potatoes 87% higher than last year on 8.46 due to volumes that are 53% lower than a year ago. The latest pepper price traded on 6 rand 57 per kilogram last week. Looking into the fruit market, however, the banana price traded 17% higher on 8 rand 1 cent last week due to volumes decreasing by 21% week on week. As expected, this price momentum is due to some packhouses that is closing down for the festive season and limiting volumes on the markets. Transport limitations over this period can further limit volumes to the markets. Low apple and pear volumes resulted in these prices to remain on a higher level with apples trading on 8 rand 30 while pear prices increased to 10 rand 66 last week. It is still expected that these prices may trend upward over the coming two weeks. Orange prices increased by 6% last week to 8 rand 68 and is expected to stay on this higher level over the next two weeks or so. 
the last two weeks we have seen avocado volumes increasing on the market which coupled with lower quality resulted in the price to decrease by 12% to 23.60 per kilogram. Hopefully the high demand can support prices again over the next two weeks. Table grape volumes increased substantially the last two weeks resulting in the price to decrease by 35% week on week to 17.50 per kilogram. High volumes can keep this price low over the next three months. The mango price traded 58% lower on 3.73 with volumes increasing by 200% the last week. Pineapples traded on 10.11, peaches on 16.71, lemons on 8.93 and the latest blueberry price increasing by 32% to 52.45 per kilogram last week. The fact that many beaches may close down for the festive season can result in many people to cancel their holiday plans. This can result in high spending on food items and inland market prices to remain supported. To what extent this however will happen remains to be seen. Coupled with this, we are also expecting demand to pick up towards the weekend and next week as the festive season comes into full swing, which can of course support prices in general on the markets. Check out our weekly grain and livestock overviews which is also available on our Facebook and YouTube channels. Also make sure to tune in to Food from Zanzi for the latest in agriculture. This broadcast was of course made possible by Standard Bank. Back to you Dawn and Duncan. Thanks Dr. Johnny van der Merwe. Dawn, that's a wrap for the last podcast of the year. Remember, if you love the podcast, listeners, share it with your friends, your family members and fellow farmers. The Farmers Inside Track is available for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Now for me, I would like to wish you a Merry Christmas full of good health, love, abundance and everlasting joy. And please remember to always wear a mask. We're in the second wave and people need to still stay safe and take all the necessary precautions to make sure that you do stay safe during the festive season. I want to wish you everything of the best and a happy, happy Christmas and festive season and happy holidays. And until next time, chat soon. Ciao. You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track podcast, supported by Food Form Zanzi. For more information, find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za.